Oh, yes, I can see it now. It's a, it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh, Happy Rananian. I guess I have to keep fixing cars and I got to keep doing this radio show maybe another 25 years. Maybe not, but um, that's okay. I think the boys would like it another 25 years. They get crumb cake now on, on show day. Oh my God, they're talking! Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! The Car Doctor. Now, I'm not a big guy, but I'm not a tiny guy either. You got to get my 220-pound frame wedged down between the seat, the door post on this side, the steering wheel above me, and you got to kind of get yourself in there. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Here's Ronnie. Hey, welcome to the Car Doctor Thanksgiving edition. I guess it's pre-Thanksgiving edition as this is the week before Thanksgiving. And uh, we're still here to answer your car questions and help you solve whatever it is going on under your hood at 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor phone number, it's been all these years, 855-560-9900 to take your calls and answer your questions. If your mechanic is a turkey, no pun intended, and uh, he's giving you a problem, then give the Car Doctor a call and we can uh, hook you up and get you uh, squared away as far as that car problem is concerning you. You don't know. How close you came to being Les Nessman today? I think I think this is an interruption, folks. Y- y- yes, it is. Is this the grievance department? Yes, because you said we weren't going to get any crumb cake today. Well, yes, you, when we showed up. But you, you got crumb cake. Today. Yeah, yes, you did. Oh. Yes, you we did. But we just want to let you know, just for future reference, you well, may not me, get on the air. Let me let me just explain. <laughs> excuse me a minute, folks. This is is this okay? Thank you. Let me just explain this because I know all of America wants to know about the crumb cake drama, the deli that we go to, fellas. On, on on the weekend here when we do the show, and they pack us lunch, started, that's that's fresh crumb cake made by one of the girls we know. that works there, and it's, it's made with love, and if we don't get there early enough, it's they're out of crumb cake. And this is our problem because you're because, the guy Because, well, well, you know, <laughs> so this morning when they told me they didn't have any crumb cake, they actually sent somebody home early to bake it, bring it in, so that was actually fresh crumb cake you guys got. Even well, though then I know we, need get, a little we, we need to get that person on the air and thank them. Well, <laughs> you know, I can't believe this whole show comes to a halt over crumb cake, but I'll, fire, I'll fire your grievance with the union, So, um, and we'll kind of go from there. Anyway, if you want to know about cars and not crumb cake, this is the place to be. The website for The Car Doctor is cardoctorshow.com. Do you see what I have to put up with? It's just, it goes on all the time. Um, the website for the Car Doctor is cardoctorshow.com. Uh, you know, you can get out there, cardoctorshow.com. Get over to the left side of the page. All sorts of good information, links, tunein.com, iheart.com, itunes.com, because we're trying to make this radio show there for you. So you can take it with you. Hey, if you're on an affiliate live, great. If you want to carry it with you in podcast or subscribe to it, all the better. If you want to just go to our website and listen to it direct, if you want to stream 
and listen to this show. This radio show is live Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. Go to cardoctorshow.com. Click on the link down on the left. You'll stream right off of WRCR, our New York affiliate, at AM 1700. And you can stream the show right through uh, the server we've got that uh, feeds it out for us. So multiple ways to listen to The Car Doctor. Bottom line, all we really want to do is fix your car. We just want to solve your problem. We want to make you comfortable with it. We want to make sure you're not getting ripped off by your mechanic. We want to make sure that your mechanic, if they have any questions, they know who to call and that we're here to help them as well. No egos here, just trying to solve car problems at 855-560-9900. This is an interview-free hour. We're here to just really take car questions. And I know the phone bank is full, but I want to talk a little bit. I'm a little frustrated today. And it's not just over crumb cake. I'm trying to upgrade the Ford scan tool in the shop. We went from the VCM1 to the VCM2. And this is dealer-level scan tool, and it's the latest upgrade. It's a wireless edition of the older tool, and it gives us a little bit more capability, and it's going to grow in the future. And we're, I'm just trying to keep us on cutting edge, trying to get a laptop for it. I need a Windows 7. 64-bit professional edition laptop that meets some not really specific requirements, but just general requirements that can't seem to find. Now, it's funny. We found the exact one that matches every criteria, except it's a Windows 8.1 version. Here's the problem. Every other computer in the shop is Windows 7. The industry says... Don't go to Windows 10. Way too many compatibility problems. So to go and have one laptop, there's now seven, eight, nine computers in a three-bay repair shop, six of which are desktop, three of which are laptop. We're going to add a fourth laptop. Everything will be Windows 7. Actually, there's one XP. The rest are 7, and this one will be Windows 8.1. It's an awful lot to remember. And I guess the whole point of this is, that, you know, we're all talking about technology all the time. Technology is a real, it's a tough deal to deal with when it comes to your car. Think of the technician. Think of what they have to go through in terms of just staying current. Went to class Wednesday night, and uh, the folks at Bywise here in New Jersey put on a great class uh, with a trainer by the name of Chris Lewis. He's uh, doing some oxygen, um, I'm sorry, catalytic converter test uh, classes for uh, Walker Catalytic Converters, and just a, a real good solid class, as Chris always puts out. And the conversation about technology, and he stood up there and he said, uh, he kind of beat the point home that you're just going to see such change in the next 12 to 14 months. And it makes me think that, yeah, we are seeing that change, and the problem is that change is happening so fast, we are having a hard time getting the tools we need to stay consistent. And once again, even in the tooling department, everything gets very, very specific. So just if I'm a little frustrated today, that's what's kind of on my mind that I'm trying to, as Ethel Merman always said, the show must go on. Um, one of the things I learned in radio is you guys don't want to hear black cloud coming out of the speakers. But uh, just to let you know what's what's kind of tough, fixing the car isn't that big a problem in comparison to actually getting the tools to do it sometimes. And sometimes, obviously, that's the most important. Anyway, this is Ron Anani and the Car Doctor. I am here at 855-560-9900. I see Harry warming up by the microphone. And um, FH, you look uh, you look good today. What's going on? I always look good. Well, but you look better today. What's the uh, deal? Well, 
possibility I might have a date tonight. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, is, is that true, got Tom? Got my hair cut. Yeah. I noticed that. You got, got a haircut. Got the car cleaned out. You got the car cleaned out? Yep. All you're, ready to go. You're just ready to go. Rock and roll, baby. Uh, is this a blind date, or has she actually seen you? No, she can see. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't mean, can she see? I'm saying, has she seen you? Of course. She called me. Well, I, I can understand that. You're such a little cutie muffin. So, I was thinking a catch, but a uh, yeah, muffin well, works. that too. Yeah. But uh, who do you have on the phones for me? All right, so Paul's on line one. He's from Harrisonburg, Virginia. He's got a 2005 Buick LeSabre, and it's experiencing some shift shutters, which shift, should make everybody shake. Shift kind of. shutters? Is is that a dance move? You're going to be doing that tonight, the shift I shutter? I could be. Yeah. Uh, I got the moves, baby. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. Yeah. So. All right, take your call. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. All right, Paul. Are, are, you, are you there, sir? Ron and Haney in the car, doctor, at your service. Pleasure to... Talk to you. I've heard you many times on WSVA Harrisonburg. I've got an 05 Buick. I've had it for a couple of years, and uh, it's developing a shutter and a shift, especially in the automatic shift when you're going uphill. Two to, two to three on the two three upshift. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, check engine light just, on. No. No. Right. No. Uh, how, how long or how hard has it been doing it, Paul? Been doing this probably for the past uh, seven thousand miles or so, but it's it's mild. We take it out uh, Midwest, uh, no problem. But it's just when it's going uphill, especially. You're right when it's when it's really stressed out under a load. Has, has, has anybody scanned this at all to look for any sort of fault codes? No, I talked to the folks about it at a GM dealership, but I don't think they've scanned it. They've given me some materials about. Uh, the possible repair, which is you know about a fifteen hundred repair for the transmission, yeah, right, yeah, because what this probably is going to have in it, as far as a fault, is a P eighteen eleven. Um, as an educated guess, it's it's really kind of common. There's issues with the pressure control solenoid in that trans. There are some other issues. There's a couple of bulletins if you want to write them down. You got a pencil. Got it. Okay. Take a look at if you can get your hands on a General Motors Bulletin 02-07-30-013 Charlie. I think there's a, an A and a B version of that, too, but Charlie's the latest that I heard. Or actually, there, okay. may, be a, there may be a D version of that, too, but those main uh, prefix numbers there, that'll get you there. And also take a look at 00-07-30-002-B as in boy. Both conversations about pressure control, solenoid, and shutter, and slip. And, and some of the things that that trans will cause. I would take a look and scan it for codes just to see what's there. If there's nothing there, then you're dealing with something mechanical that's on the verge of a fault and it hasn't caused it yet, but chances are you're going to see a fault code because those cars are pretty smart in that department. Okay. All right? So get a look at that, and then uh, you know the bulletins give you, a, give you a direction to go. And if you need more information after that, by all means, give us a... Give us a call back, and I just want to say thanks for listening to us on WSVA. I've driven through that area of Virginia um, many times, and um, it is kind of unique. And uh, uh, just it's a nice area of the country, number one, but it is kind of neat when I catch myself on delayed podcast and I start answering my questions for everybody in the car before I actually get to the answer. So that's um, that's just a story for another day. Paul, you have a good rest of the afternoon. I'm Ron Anini in The Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this.
Hey, welcome back. We're on Indian and the Car Doctor. We're here at 855-560-9900. If you want the Car Doctor during the week and you need to email, email is at ron at cardoctorshow.com. Speaking of emails, let's uh, let's knock off a couple real fast. Let's go and here's a good, here's one we get a lot of. Hey, Ron, is a Road Force tire balance worth the extra course cost? 9007 Honda Accord 6-speed Pirelli Centurion. Great show. Listen every week on podcast. This is from John, uh, area code 609. John, um, road force tire balancing is a very precise and extreme level of tire balancing, and it, it splits the tire and does a much more um, accurate balance, if I will. It actually defers and detects runout in the tire, and what I like to think of as deficiencies in the way the tire is formed and balances for that to reduce vibrations as the vehicle goes down the road, hence the term road force. It actually duplicates the load of the tire as it travels down the road and it detects um, imperfections, maybe that's a better word, and, and corrects them at a very minute level. It generally makes more of a difference on a vehicle with lower profile tires. Yes, it can make a difference on a 70 and a 75 series tire, but take a 40 or a 45 or a 50 series tire and do a road force balance versus a regular balance, and you generally will notice a difference. Of course, it also matters as far as how the wheels are and you know what kind of shape they're in and, and, and general suspension reactions um, in terms of, you know, if it's an old rattle box, I don't think you need to do road force balancing. A 2007 Accord, if you've got low-profile tires on it, yeah, I think it's worth the extra cost. I really do. Uh, it's better tire life, and it's better ride for you. And nothing is better than enjoying the car you're riding around in. As the car doctor always says, buy the, buy something you like. When it breaks, you don't mind fixing it. So my answer to the question is yes, and um, I hope that explains why. And uh, if you have any other questions, ron at com. Drop me another line. Let's get over to the phones because I'll talk to Paul from Minnesota. Hey, here we go. Here's the guy I can ask what laptop to buy because he'll know. He's uh, He's probably used a few of these, the senior Ford tech guy from Minnesota that listens to the show. Paul, welcome. How are you today? Well, haven't talked to you in a while, sir. Glad to connect with you again. Yeah, absolutely, always. Uh, at home a lot now because I have now had a career-ending uh, surgery. Uh-oh. But uh, I'm, I was supposed to retire anyway after 40 years of this, you know. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know. But anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I understand your issue uh, you may still have a possibility to get a 7 Pro out of HP. Okay. But 8.1 will work. Now, what did you have at the dealership? Did you guys have 8.1 okay, or 7? Right now we're dealing, using a uh, Panasonic Toughbook 7 Pro Right. with the VCM2. Right. And, uh, and you know, we're at... Yeah, we're at version 97, and I just checked 98.1 just came out. Right. So, uh, yeah, the versions keep, you know, well, you know that. Versions keep popping up new, 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 you know. And the funny part is I'm still using XP on the one, uh, and it works fine. You know, it's unsupported. I get that. And you you try to get the supported piece. The, The problem I have with actually trying to stay with a supported piece and sticking with it is, the list of no longer supported laptops, there's oh, about it's a mile long. Yeah, there's there's fourteen, fifteen of them on the website alone, and now they're saying you've got to buy this one. So how often do they think this is going to occur? 
uh, you know, it's 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 not a practical application. Harry made a good point. He said, you know, you get 8.1, it'll work with a mouse. Once you open the program, what's the difference? And I understand that. It's just easier working with everything being one operating system. You know more of what's going on. Um, yeah, 7 Pro works real nice. Yep. Uh, XP, uh, yeah, it's 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 too slow now. Uh, if you're doing network work and stuff, it just no. It uh, with a VCM one and an XP because we still got one of them. It just it connected up to any uh, anything that's like an 07 or higher, and it's stumbling around like an like an old cripple, you know. Now now the 70 laptop you guys are using is that an yeah. appro- is that an approved laptop or that's just you went out and bought something on the on the outside? Well, no, they they got it through. We got it through Ford. Uh, through their Rotunda site, right, and uh, it was kind of a package deal. A couple of dealers got together, cut down the cost, right? Yeah, because that so that tough book, like that twelve book, that, per se. Yeah, that tough book is twenty six hundred bucks. Dell, I think Dell may still have something. Yeah, HP was saying that they still were offering it recently. I don't know. Don't quote me. Right, and but you may, but eight one will work. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to go to ten. Everybody's holding off on the ten thing. Right. We're still getting the warning messages from Ford. Don't update ten. Don't update the ten. You know? Well, and like I said, I found a laptop, the exact model, the fifty four fifty from Dell, that yeah. is pretty much the same criteria for everything they're talking about, except it's an eight point one. So, yeah. I, you know, um, I guess we're going to learn eight point one. Uh, probably not the worst idea in the whole world in the end because I'll buy the seven. Yeah, I'll learn how to use that, uh, and then that'll go away. Navigation on uh, the basic, the, your startup screens a bit, a little different, but it doesn't take too long. Eight eight point was terrible, right? And but eight one is is all you know, seems fairly familiar. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me ask you this before I let you go: What are you going to do in retirement yeah. now? You're not the kind of guy to sit around. Uh, Actually, well, if I get my left arm working again, which they're telling me it will, but I won't have, uh, I have about 70% use, but I got so much uh, stuff on the outside of old school, we got a, we, got, we have an increasing rat rod. So you can end up, you'll end up playing with hot rods. Paul, the clock's going to take me. I'm sorry to cut you short. Listen, buddy, good luck in your recovery, and uh, you give us a call. Let us know how you're making out, and we're proud to count you among the Car Doctor Nation. I'm running Andy and the Car Doctor. We're back right after this. Running the Indian the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. Let's get back to the phone lines and talk to Candy in Ridgefield, Pennsylvania, 2004 Chevy Trailblazer. Candy, you're on with the Car Doctor. How can I help? Hi. Um, I've been having problems with my Trailblazer. Okay. It was parked maybe three, four months, and then um, when I started it, it started up fine. And I drove it for like a day. And actually, I drove it two days, and I had no problems. The third day, I went out to start it, and it didn't want to start. Okay. It didn't make any noise, nothing. No dash lights, nothing? Nothing. Okay. Then um, a week later, I thought, before I jump it, I'm going to try it. I tried it. It cranked hard, but it started. Cranked hard like it cranked slow like a dead battery? Yes. All right. Yes, and yet the gauge says the battery's fine. Which gauge? On the dashboard? The, The voltage. Okay, so we're we're okay. So you're looking at the dash gauge, and it says it's in range. 
Okay. One first rule, never trust the thing that's broken to give you information as to whether or not it's working. All right. So always remember that because you're you're trusting the broken thing to tell you if it's broken. So so at this point, every once in a while, you're going up to it and it'll start, but it starts hard. Or you're going up to it and it'll it'll just have nothing, no lights, no radio. It's dead. And every time I've started it, it starts hard. Like it might have to crank three or four times. Then I turn off the key, turn it on again. It cranks twice and starts. Okay. Has anybody looked at this? Any basic tests? Any? No, because I've I, I've only started using it again. I mean, what maybe three weeks ago. Okay. You notice I haven't asked you yet. How old is the battery? <laughs> right? Isn't that kind of strange? You know, I didn't check. <laughs> you, you, you know why? Because I, I don't really care until somebody tests it. Okay. All right? If you told me, hey, Ron, I put the battery in six months ago, and then I parked it for four months, two months later, I'd say new means never, ever worked. If you told me the battery's four years old, I'd say it's probably time for one. But in either scenario, I'm still going to tell you somebody needs to test the battery. First step. Okay. All right? You know, and basically a battery load test done properly is like getting up on the treadmill and running and checking your heart rate under duress. It, okay. It's the idea that it will test the battery to see if it will start the car when it's at its extreme in terms of operating conditions, whether they be hot or cold. All right. Okay. Now we'll talk about the outside factors. It sat okay. for... What'd you say? Three months, four months? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of things go wrong with cars when they sit. Okay. Are okay. Are, are are you in a wooded area? No. All right. Um, squirrels, chipmunks, no. animals, no. critters. Okay. I've uh, seen a few bunnies, but yeah, okay. they're not. They don't because you always have to think about animals. You know, you know, cars right. to us are, are cars, but to animals. They're, you know, kind of like hotels where they can go and live, and and there's all sorts of things for them to chew on. They love to chew through wiring harnesses and create electrical issues. And, yeah, I know that, you know, it worked fine for two days, and uh, but, but it doesn't work fine now. So I just want to throw that into the mix. Should any of what I tell you doesn't pan out, I want that to be on the table. I would go through a battery load test. I would make sure that the battery cables themselves at the battery are clean and tight. If you lift the hood and take a look at the battery, this is a, this should be a side post battery. It's probably under a pl- black plastic cover. It's located in the right front corner of the engine compartment. You may have to take off the cross brace and the battery cover to see, but you want to take a look at the cables themselves. Are they corroded and are they loose? If you wiggle that that little 5 nut that's the side terminal bolt holding the cable to the battery does it wiggle is it gotten soft from sitting all sorts of things happen there and those are some of the things when somebody does a load test and a load test shouldn't be a lot of money candy Uh, you know do you have a regular mechanic yes you know it's a load test is so simple and basic this time of year when we do oil changes at the shop we do load tests for no charge it's 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 a quick in and out kind of a thing, and okay. we, you know, frankly, we're doing it because we just want to make sure everybody's batteries work. Because if we don't do our job, 
We get the phone call February 3rd, you know, three degrees below zero. It's it's snowing eight inches. We've gotten two feet of ground. Can you come out and change my battery? And, you know, (laughs) it just makes a lot more work for us. So every repair shop worth their salt right now should be load testing batteries. Uh, You know, so that's a concern. After we get past battery and the cables are good and the connections are good and there's no white corrosion anywhere, then we can kind of have a conversation about what does the starter look like? Is there any corrosion at the starter terminals? Any corrosion at the heavy lug for the battery down at the starter? And we'll we'll take it from there. But the battery is everything here. That's the first place I want to start. So first things first, somebody's got to do a load test, and it, it has to meet or slightly exceed its cold cranking amperage. Cold cranking amperage is a measurement of the battery of how well it will work at a certain set temperature under a certain set condition. It's it's the equivalent of a treadmill for the human being. Okay. All right? And um, we'll okay. go from there. Any other symptoms? I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to add that might change my my conversation um, with you? When I turn the vehicle off and get out, you right. know, normally you remove the key, you open the door, radio, everything shuts off. Okay. It's not. The radio doesn't shut off? or it's, No. So the radio is still running? Yes. Okay. Then is there a is if you if you get, open the door, get out, key in your hand, close the door. The interior light's staying on. But they usually do for ten seconds or thirty seconds, whatever it's set. Right, for, but and then they'll no. time out. <clears throat> right. So are they doing that, or are they? I I never really looked at the lights to see whether or not they were still on. It was just my radios remaining on. So maybe you've answered the question. Maybe you've got a draw. And you're killing the battery by walking away from the vehicle. Okay. So maybe there's an electrical drain on this vehicle causing the battery to go dead that way. You know, it's, okay. it's, it's funny. Human, human beings are, are, are flawed in, in a sense because I do it myself where I'll, I'll look at a vehicle. You'll be looking right at it. And you don't, you don't realize something like you got out of the car, walked away, came back after lunch, and the interior light's still on, and you're looking for the electrical drain. And then all of a sudden, it's 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 just so obvious. You just you know, it's, where do you hide in plain sight, and and you just miss it. So if if the if it's not turning off, then perhaps you've got an issue with a door switch on the driver's door. I wonder what would happen if you turn the key off, the radio's playing, open the passenger side front door. Does the radio turn off? It does the same thing. It stays on. Yes, because even I've had my nephew in the back seat, and he's gotten out, and I've had the key out of the ignition. Because before, any time a door opened, the radio shut off. Okay, that's correct. So then, and what I now so, it's not. So then, what I want to do is a. I think you've got to draw B. I still want to do a battery load test. C. Once you verify the battery is good, and you know that it won't go dead during testing, I want somebody to do some scanning. I want them to do. I would do what we call a vehicle scan which is, it's, it's, we'll go back to the doctor thing. It's where the doctor goes and he looks at you from top to bottom, left to right, and he just wants to see are there any fault codes anywhere in, uh-huh. any, any, in any of what's probably about 38 modules on that vehicle. Is anybody reporting a fault code? And I bet you there are going to be issues probably in the instrument panel cluster module causing okay. some of this. So. Okay. Yeah, you know, you've got some basic testing that's got to be done here. Just because, and I, I say this all the time, just because there isn't a check engine light on in this vehicle, 
doesn't mean it doesn't need to be scanned. Scan tools are not designed to just fix check engine lights. They're designed to be diagnostic tools, and I would include that as part of this diagnosis. Okay. All right? So all right. Get, get all that stuff done. You know where to find me. If you need me, I'm more than glad to help you. Just if you do call back and there are trouble codes, make sure you write them down, and we'll include it as part of the conversation. Good luck to you, Candy, and uh, thanks for being part of the Car Doctor Nation. 855-560-9900. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor coming back right after this. Welcome back. Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor at your service at 855-560-9900, 855-560-9900. By the way, that's the Car Doctor's 24-7 phone number. If you are in a spot, you need the Car Doctor during the week, you call 855-560-9900. Leave a message. Our answering service will pick it up, and Fast Harry will call you back to get you uh, in queue and put you on the show or get you some information. That's what the car doctor does. A um, quick piece of email. Ron, I'm writing to you regarding my son, Austin, who's starting out driving for the first time. I'm trying to explain to him about the responsibilities of driving a car. He's just turning 17 years old, and I'm trying to impress upon him the value of knowing what to do in the event that he has an accident. Can you offer any insight? How do you explain to a new driver what can happen in an accident, what goes wrong, and how to deal with it? I'm not quite sure how to go about this. I'm a single mom and uh, I'm struggling to make ends meet and trying to teach my kids the right things in life. Can you help? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, and uh, we didn't sign this, no name. Okay, so uh, the way this works, no name, is talking to kids about accidents. Uh, first of all, you've got to talk to them about what prevents the accident from happening. And you know what? We all do it. It's inattention. It's it's looking around. Obviously, it's texting. I don't have to tell you that. There's no newsflash there. Um, that's no buzzword, but it's texting. It's not paying attention. It's not being a seatbelt, having a seatbelt on. It's drinking that cup of coffee. And, you know, you look around, you see all the things people doing wrong. And you say, okay, now I know why we have accidents. But it's what to do when you have the accident. Um, you should, and I did a little research on this, if you get out to Carstar. Dot com. They've got a really great website. Carstar, by the way, is a chain or a network of body repair facilities that provides coast-to-coast body repair. Um, and it's actually a certification group. They're actually, they meet certain standards and certain requirements. And, you know, you're, you're in good hands at a Carstar repair facility for that conversation. It's not somebody that just walked in off the street yesterday and tried to repair a car. Uh, they are actually a set-up and existing group of professionals that meet requirements and standards to operate body repair. But bottom line, get out to carstar.com. You can see about it. Uh, They've got a section there where they talk about dealing with an auto accident, and some of them are just basic common sense. Turn off the engine, stay calm, uh, you know, assess the degree of impact, it says, and determine whether you're injured. Yeah, okay, you know, if you've got a bone sticking out, um, you know, you probably want to sit still. If the car is uh, dripping something, if you smell fuel, you know, if there's smoke, there's going to be fire. Get away from the vehicle if you can. You want to call the police. I can't stress that enough. Too many people I see having issues where they won't call the cops. It's a small accident. I don't know if there is anything such as a small accident. A, a bumper hit is easily five to $800 today. If that's a small accident, then okay, but it's not. 
you know, you don't really want to say that the accident was your fault, even if you believe it was. Wait for the police to show up. You want to sit there and talk to them and let them assess what was going on. Maybe you think it's your fault. Maybe the other guy was texting. Maybe the other guy was reading a book. Maybe they were putting on makeup, all the crazy things that people uh, seem to do. So by all means, you can get out to carstar.com, read all about Carstar, but more importantly, read about what to do in the event of an accident. And um, a car doctor tip of the wrench to you for being a single mom like so many others out there struggling to survive and bring their kids up the right way. That's what makes America great. 855-560-9900. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. We're back right after this. Welcome back. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor at your service, 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's 24-7 phone number. Give us a call. Leave a message. Fast Harry will call you back. Let's get over and talk to Bill, Springfield, Illinois, 2012 Chevy Equinox. Bill, how can I help, sir? Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor at your service. Yes, hello, Ron. Thank yes, you. Sir. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm looking for some, uh, I'm looking for some all-season radial tires. Okay. And I uh, drive probably about 20,000 miles a year. A lot of highway, and I do have uh, some country roads. What? What? what and this I'm is a, at the. This is a 2012 Chevy Equinox, Bill. Yes. Okay. Um, and you're looking at what tires? What are you thinking about? Uh, well, I'm looking at Tiger Paul Uniroyals, and then also Generals, uh, the Ultimax. The Ultimax. The Ultimax RT. The Ultimax RT 43s. Uh, I see the RT, and then I also see the 43s, which seem to be rated a little better. Right, yeah. Um, and y- your choice, so it's General Tire, Tiger, Poor, or who? P- uh, Bill? Well, it'd be the Ultimax RT43 or the um, Tiger Paul AWP. Okay. I-, I like the General Tire over the Tiger Paw um, simply because I-, I think it's better technology, it's newer technology. And of late, we've been doing an awful lot of RT43s at the shop, and everyone seems happy with them. I don't see, quite honestly, that many Tiger Paws. You know, Uniroyal as a name isn't isn't the household name it was uh, so many years ago. It's an older name, that, uh, and I think it's going to be regional. Perhaps it's bigger in your part of the country, in Illinois, than it is in New Jersey. One thing I can say it about is. General Tire is they are a coast-to-coast tire company. You know, they're national. And and the most important thing about, well, not the most, but one of the most important things to consider when buying tires, if you leave Illinois and come to New Jersey and you showed up at the shop mm-hmm. and said, Ron, I need a tire to match my Uniroyal, should you, should you have bought those? It would be difficult for me to find, whereas if you purchase the Generals, it's a whole lot easier because it's coast-to-coast coverage okay. in that sense. Okay. So, uh, okay. you know, if it's we're, we're, we're talking about the fact that you've got to think about in terms of replacement – and then we'll start to talk about brand and quality and what the tires are. And I think the Ultimax RT43 is a better tire to begin with, by all means. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, it's it's also about replacement, and I think that's a concern also. Um, one of the things we tend to do is we will, and I'm not saying you are, I don't know where pricing is here, but we always try to look, I want the cheaper tire. 
No, you want the better tire. You want the safer tire. And that, in my opinion, is the Ultimax RT43 from General Tire. And um, then we'll talk about replacement. You still want the General Tire because that's obviously more readily available. You can get out and read more, Bill, as well as I'm sure you know, as well as everyone else. Get out to GeneralTire.com and uh, you can see what's going on with them and uh, read all about it. Hey, this hour, Car Doctor has kind of flown by. There's another hour of the Car Doctor on most of these affiliates. Until then, I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor reminding you that mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya! See ya!